It's the Line Eye Basketball Post Game Show from No One Asked Us. Illinois, big win at home over Michigan State, 75 66 in front of a nice orange crowd at State Farm Center. We're going to break it all down for you here. He's Craig Choate. I am Logan Lee. Follow us, Hot No One Asked Us Pod at Craig W. Choate at the Logan Lee. Like, share, subscribe, get into the comment section. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, chime in. Tell us what we're right on, what we're, right, what we're wrong on. Um, tell us what uh, we can do better. No, I tell us that. <laughs> not not today. Today's not the time for that. Uh, Craig, you are not in a different location. I don't know that we need to talk too much about where you're at, but uh, Illinois basketball. This three wins in a row. Whew. Yeah, what's happening? Uh... What team is this? Well. The old line I showed up in the first half. We don't have to talk about that, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been different uh, for the last week. That's that's three wins in a week, right? It is Saturday. It's three wins. Yeah, Saturday, Tuesday, yes. Friday. So uh, yep, absolutely, yeah, three wins in a, less than a week. It's uh, fantastic to watch. It's fantastic to see this team adapt and learn and grow, and um, we'll see what happens from here on out. But uh, after the loss to Northwestern, I said, you know, just try and battle your way back to 500 in the big 10 and they've done it. So let's see, uh, see where they go from here. Yeah. 75, 66 is the, is the final from champagne. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't exactly the cleanest first half. Illinois did not Illinois led early and then did not regain the lead again until late in the second half. Um, and then finally pulled away and, and took the nine point win. Uh, plenty of things to talk about uh, from a player personnel standpoint. We'll get into some of that stuff. Um, we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of get things started here. Let's just talk about some of these stats. Uh, Dane Danger, Dane Danger led the team in scoring 20 points for him. Seven rebounds. Uh, Matthew Meyer, 19 points, three rebounds, Five, six, excuse me, he had six blocks. Matthew Meyer, who has been, um, I would want to say, uh, criticized um, for his defense, um, sure displayed a lot of things tonight on the defense, and then we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second. So six blocks for him to go along with his 19 points. Terrence Shannon Jr. scored 15 points in the first nine minutes of the game. And then went scoreless until the very end where he sank two more free throws. Uh, we can touch on him in a second as well. He finished with 17 points, five rebounds. Um, that was most of the scoring. Coleman had nine. Jaden had seven. RJ had three. It was really those three guys. Uh, and we can, you know, I know we've been trying to do an everyday guy of the game and all that stuff. And we can kind of talk about that. But it, this was really a, a three-man show tonight for the Illini. And Take it for what it's worth, but that's that's what we got. Um, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know, but that's that's what we had. Yeah, a lot of my uh, a lot of my thoughts changed at halftime. Um, I was kind of mentally preparing for a post game show of one way, and it it turned out to be to be a different. But I was thinking, you know, Terrence Shannon scored 15 points in the first half, um, and then Illinois got down by nine. And I was like, all right, post-game show is going to be about how the old Illini team is back. And it was all one-on-one hero ball. And, you know, the last two games, you had five guys scoring double figures against Nebraska. You had four guys scoring double figures against um, Wisconsin. And then this game's going to be the Terrence Shannon 30 points, but no one else is going to get to double figures. And then 
Uh, second half came along and Shannon didn't do much and Coleman came alive and Matthew Meyer came alive and Dane Danger came alive and it did turn into a team effort. So uh, uh, a very good improvement in the second half and adjustments. And, and I, I think, I don't know what was said. I don't know what happened in the locker room, but it was all good things and led to another, uh, another win. Let's kind of break down some of these numbers we talked about. Dane Danger, um, really nice night for Dane. 20 points, 8 for 12 from the field. Mate, he was 4 for 5 from the free throw line. Dane Danger has been a notoriously bad free throw sh- shooter um, in this particular game. He he looked really good. Uh, 20 points for him. I mean, he he was just solid all night long. I was really impressed with the work he uh, he. He can just do things that I would have never expected a guy his size to be able to do. And I know it's 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 easy to compare him to the the big post player Illinois had the past three seasons. Um, and they're very different players. And I'm not going to say that Dane Dangers is at Kofi Coburn's level, but he can do things with and without the basketball that I would have never expected. And t- tonight was a really good display for him. And before I let you say something, he Dane is the kind of player that I knew would have these games against lesser opponents. He's the type of player that against, you know, the mid majors and the lower level big 10 teams, you knew he could have 20.7 rebounds games. I didn't see that coming against a team like Michigan state. He really surprised me tonight. Is he the quickest player on the team? Yeah. <laughs> It's very possible. He, Does he, he have the quickest feet? He has really quick feet, especially yeah. for a big guy. But yeah, it, it's certainly possible. Those it's post moves that he puts on, that, that spin move is on a dime in a split second. And I don't, that, that's what bothered me in the first half is Sissoko went out with two fouls and they had the tall white freshman on Danger. Three straight trips, he didn't need a touch. He, he, he got the ball on the dude, his first possession, went spin cycle, easy layup, and then the next three possessions, he didn't get a touch. And that's when things really started to go downhill. I was really, really disappointed in that. Um, I've kind of got away from – I mean, I still look at this after every game, but I've kind of got away from looking at it and, and saying it on the postgame show. But back to my analytics page here from the live stats, um, for those that didn't tune in early in the season – Efficiency is like my favorite analytic stat. It totals up all the good and subtracts the bad. So points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks minus missed shots and turnovers. Danger was 24 in efficiency. Same as Matthew Meyer. Anything in double digits is good. Um, And Illinois had five guys in double digits in efficiency. Uh, Meyer and uh, Danger each 24 in efficiency. So a very good game from both of them. And those two are the reason that Illinois came back and won solely. I do think Coleman played well um, after a terrible, terrible first half. 0 for 6 from the floor, like three turnovers, had a couple rebounds, but um, Coleman played well in the second half to rebound. But it was was, uh, Dane and and Meyer leading the comeback. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Matthew Meyer. Um, he He can put the ball in the hoop. Um, when he gets hot, he's honestly one of the best shooters there is. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had some comments uh, last game uh, where 
very anti Matt Meyer. And uh, he, he definitely showed why he's why he's out there tonight. As I said, 19 points for him, seven for 12 from the field, three for six from from three, hit a couple free throws and the six blocks. Where did that come from? I mean, he has been I mean, it's it's been well documented that defense has not been his forte. Now, I understand. I mean, block sometimes is all about timing and athleticism. But uh, this was a different performance from Matt Meyer tonight. That one block on the fast break was one yeah. of the best blocks I've seen in, <laughs> it in a was, long It was incredible. <laughs> that it was, was awesome. incredible. And then I, uh, Izzo was a little fired up, but I think Izzo was fired yeah. up about the the immediate after because yeah. that should have been a foul call. Yeah, uh, that one rebound. was a lot closer, but yeah. yeah. Um, I texted it in the do your hashtag in the group chat uh, during the uh, during the game. I said Matthew Myers the engine tonight. I said. Yeah. Illinois got out to a five-point lead. Um, he picked up two fouls in three seconds. He went to the bench, and that's when Illinois fell behind. Fell behind by six or seven in the first half. He came back the final couple minutes, and Illinois got it back down to four. And in the second half, he was on the floor, and Illinois pull, uh, came back and, and pulled away. Yeah, he's he's the engine. He's he's um, He might be the best all-around player, I think. Um Again, going to some analytics stuff, he was plus 23 in plus minus tonight. The next closest was Jaden Epps at plus 17. Uh, Terrence Shannon, for as good as he played, was plus one. So I think that says a lot about the way Meyer played on both ends, offensively and defensively. I mean, this is this is the guy that Illinois thought they were getting when they beat out those blue bloods for him as a transfer. It, it took a while. Um, I don't know if he's finally fully healthy or if he's just finally feeling the flow of of the system and being at Illinois. But uh, this is the mire that Illinois expected all season. And it's, I'm glad it's finally here in January because this is when you need him the most if you want to continue to be at the top of the Big Ten. You touched on um, Terrence Shannon, who we already mentioned, scored 15 of the first 19 points for the Illini um, and then went – it went invisible. Um, finally scored two points down on free throws down the stretch. What do you, what's, what's that about? Um, is this just him? Is this defenses figuring him out or is he doing something differently? Why does he just go invisible for, incredibly long stretches of basketball games. We're talking about Shannon, right? Sorry, I was yes. in the comments. Yes. Um Terrence Shannon Jr. Yeah. Because I, there I'm was not the really point sure. They they the said in the broadcast they were face they started to face guard him. Um and I should have paid attention to the way they regarded him after they said that, but I, I didn't. Um I, I'm not sure what's going on. I, I really don't have a have a great answer for that one. I, I don't I'm assuming because he started so hot that, that they just started guarding him different and he wasn't getting his shots. But I also think he gets in his own head because he does get to the rim. There's a little bit of contact. He throws up the shot and he doesn't get the call. So he stops going to the rim because he's like, I'm not going to get the call. So it's like, I'm, it's just going to be a missed shot. Um, so he changes his game. I, I don't know. I do like um, the fact that he did get to the rim tonight. How many threes did he take? He took five threes. <coughs> um, I kind of had this thought too early when he was on fire uh, getting to the hole. He he needs to have more twos attempted than threes attempted. 
He needs to get to yep. the rim more than he shoots the three. And he did that tonight. He had yep. eight twos attempted and five threes attempted. So I think he played good. Um, I, I, but it's when he tries to take over that Illinois gets in trouble. So that yep. um, <laughs> he went away from him, he stopped attacking, and and things started to turn around. So um, I'm not worried um, about anything. No, I'm I'm not either. It's just kind of a conundrum at times because you you want him to be the elite player that. I think he's capable of being, but you just go, we just seen him. It, it's just inconsistency. Um, and I think that's kind of a theme for this whole team and this whole season has been inconsistency, but there was also this stretch in really in crunch time where they were really kind of taking the game over a long stretch of time where he wasn't on the court. Brad thought that his best lineup was with Terrence Shannon on the bench. Now he eventually came back in and helped seal the game, but I thought that was kind of interesting too. Because uh, it was right after the sincere Harris injury, which we will touch on here in a second. I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Uh, but Terrence went to the bench, and Brad was going with a, a five that didn't include him. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting, um, just to see what the dynamic is. But he still looked—he looked fine. He looked happy to be there. Um, everything else, but and then he came out and was fine. But yeah, it's just—it's just inconsistencies. And I think that's—I think that's kind of the biggest question mark for me right now, and the biggest. Um, it just that's the biggest thing. It's it's there's a lot of inconsistencies with this team. Um, Sincere Harris, we haven't really mentioned. It. Yeah, he did go down with an injury uh, kind of late in the second half. Um, looked like a, a the knee. I think his knee basically got landed on. Um, it did look like somebody reported he was ready to check back in. I just um, looked. Uh, there were Joey Wagner was the one I saw. Yeah, said he, yeah I think he it was did Joey. check back in. He checked back in, but he never came back onto the floor, or did he? Uh, Joey's tweet says. He he was going to check in, and then Joey quoted it, quote tweeted, I think, and said that he didn't actually check oh, in. Okay. I would guess sincere Harris is fine. I know there have been updates, uh-huh. questions in the comment yeah. section. He probably just didn't come on the floor at the end because they just didn't want to risk it. They had a good enough lead at that point. But uh, we'll hear from Brad at some point. He'll he'll I'm sure he'll comment on it. But uh, it looked like from what I saw, it looked like he was ready to come back in. But um, we'll have to see if there's more updates there. Let's head to the comments. Yeah. All right, there's uh, a right lot. Now, we have of plenty of so... people in here. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for everyone for, for tuning in. Um, let's see if I can find one here. <clears throat> Michael's a, a pretty loyal viewer. Yep. If we keep playing like that, I see a few losses in the next few games. We play like that in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's a good team, though. Um, and this Big Ten season, everybody's going to kind of beat up on each other. I, I just I don't foresee a situation where you don't finish the Big Ten season with five, six, seven losses. I think that's, I think something like that's inevitable, especially when you start the season, I would agree. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah. there are more losses ahead. Uh, if the team plays like they did in the first half for a full 40 minutes, yeah, they will lose. Uh, but if they also play like they do in the second, they did in the second half, uh, they'll beat most of the teams in the big 10. Uh, there's not a team right now that I'm fearful of. Um, the best, the best team right now in the big 10 is Purdue who Illinois does not see. until the very last game of the season. So yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Michael, but the second half, they played a heck of a lot better tonight. Yeah. What else we got? Coleman Hawkins. <clears throat> yep. If Coleman gets the right head in the game, he could be an NBA player. I agree. Um, 100%. He, yeah. He's, he's always in his head. Uh, he had the triple double earlier this season against a power five team. Uh, not not against is, some D three school. Yeah. He's a very talented basketball player. Um, but, I think he's, but, I think, think he has a good basketball IQ too, but he's 
It is. He also he also makes some of the stupid stupidest yes, mistakes does. I've ever seen a college basketball yes. player make. Yes, he um, does. Good point by Brant here. Um, free throws and turnovers, which yep. have they were been the turnovers has yes. been the Achilles heel. Both of them. Yep. Uh, the left and the right Achilles heels for Illinois this season have been free throws and turnovers, and they excelled in both yep. aspects. Took really good care of the ball tonight. That was that was nice to see because Michigan State's no pushover, especially defensively. So that was nice to see from the Illini. One more here. This Does this team question. have enough depth for the run down the stretch? So here's the thing with the Illinois depth. This is something we've talked about. We haven't talked about it in depth. Um, I do think depth-wise, Illinois is a very talented team. But the question is, do they have enough depth? And the answer to that is, I don't know. Um, we don't know the status of Sky Clark. I don't know if we're going to see him back again. Um, Sincere Harris, I... I'm going to assume he's okay until I hear otherwise. Uh, we know we're getting Luke supposed to get Luke Goody back sometime soon. We think. Um, so if people stay healthy, yes, absolutely. Uh, but this team is an injury or two away from really struggling. Um, now we haven't talked about it. There was an addition announced this week, uh, a point guard, um, who we, we won't get into all the details because I'm not sure that he'll touch the floor this year, but uh, they have added a couple players in the past few weeks to this roster mm. that could, in theory, play. They are scholarship players. They're not walk-on players. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this team could be a, an injury or two away from really having some issues, to go with, to with Brian's comment. Do you agree? Yeah, what, what do they go, eight deep right now? Deep they're right going now. eight deep, but even down, even Point. tonight, after Sincere went down, Ty wasn't on the floor either. They were playing did six not play deep much tonight. Yeah, they were playing six deep for really the last ten minutes of this game. Yeah, Ty only played eight minutes. So, um, yeah, I don't think you'll see more than nine. Uh, once Goody comes back, he basically switches with Sky Clark. Gets probably to start, he'll get ten to fifteen minutes, then fifteen to twenty minutes, and then. Maybe by tournament time, he's playing more than 20 minutes. I'm not really sure how his foot's going to respond. But um, I would say, do they have enough depth for the, this run down the stretch? I would say yes, because they have Shannon and Meyer who are experienced and can they could play 40 minutes if they have to. If they're playing well and not in foul trouble, those two could play 40 minutes. So you have six or seven other guys to split all the other minutes between. So I'm going to, I say yes. And also the player you mentioned, Nicola Moretti point yep. guard. I think he's more likely to play than Zachary Perrin, uh, Perrin, Perrin. I'm not sure how to say that last name yet, but I think he's more likely to play and cause he's at a position of greater need. Yep. Um, he's a true point guard. I know, uh, Derek Piper at Illini Inquirer 24-7 Sports says that some people that he's talked to has compared him a little bit to Andre Curbelo with a little bit better shot, which that's what this team needs. Me and you have talked offline about this. Andre Curbelo would mean so much to this team. Even I know some people don't want to hear game. that. <laughs> no, no, they don't. But at this at this point, Curbelo would have would have really helped this team. This team does not have a point guard. No, even Sky Clark and Jaden Epps are not point guards. Um, even if Sky was on the court, 
they they do not have an experienced point guard. And I, I, I know you don't have to have a point guard in order. It's not like football. You don't, you know, where you have to have a quarterback. I, I, you, I get that. You don't have to have a point guard. But yes, I, I do believe, and I'm probably in the minority, I do believe that this team could probably use an Andre Curbelo type of player to some degree that could help run the offense because I'm pretty sure times, he's playing pretty good at St. John's and when he's not suspended. Um, <laughs> but you know, they, they could certainly, they could certainly use that kind of player. Um, all right. Uh, everyday guy of the game. You got anybody? I mean, I kind of talked about it at the top. It, this was really a three man show that the other guys, I mean, yeah, they did some things, but I, I don't, nobody really stuck out to me as a, you know, Doing the little things. I mean, if we're just talking the best player on the court, it was probably Matt, Matthew Meyer or Dane Danger. Um, but I don't know yeah, if there's anybody else I would probably stuck give, out to you. I would probably give that to Dane. I felt like he made more hustle plays, big plays than Meyer. I think Meyer played the best, but I think, you know, when we go with this everyday guy of the game, we're, we're kind of looking beyond the, the stat sheet. Um, but I would go with Dane. I felt like he came up in the bigger moments – um, and made the bigger plays and and uh, stepped up at the free throw line. So I, I would give yeah. Dane my everyday guy of the game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he was. I think he was the better player. You know, I, I agree with you what you said earlier. I think Coleman had a, had a nice game. He almost um, had a double double points. Yeah, nine points, eight rebounds. I mean, that's what more can you ask? Out of only two turnovers. Third best player. I mean, that's that's what you want. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm you know I'm fine with that. Uh, anything, you know, do you want to, do you want to do the good and the bad? I mean, we kind of already touched on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other things that I do want to, I do want to bring up here before we, before we sign off. Um, um I, I mean, just quickly, I, I think the, the good would be the free throws and the turnovers, which Brant said in our chat. And we talked about a little bit. Um, the bad was the rebounding there for a little bit. Let me go to the full box score here. Yeah. Uh, got out rebounded by 12, 42 to 30. Um, in the rebound department, I think Illinois out rebounded in the second half. Though, nope, they did not. Twenty to seventeen in the second half. So, um, that's the bad. There, there was a the the rebounding was was not great, specifically on on free throws, which was weird. On Michigan State free throws, I feel like they got a lot of offensive rebounds off their free throw misses. Only ten points off the bench, too. I mean, I know you don't have a ideal bench situation. Um, I mean, Jay Neps is, is your clearly your best player off coming off your bench, but um, yeah, I mean, you're, you hit the nail on the head there. I think as you talked about the turnovers and the, and the free throws were, were definitely the good. Even the defense um, wasn't great tonight though. Michigan state. No, they it wasn't. I think they're, I think they're still shooting pull-ups from the elbow. <laughs> I mean, the defense, it was open they, all night. they broke, they broke the defense down a lot. And I, again, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, but either way, it, it's a win. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and complain. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's sure certainly gonna some... make some noise in March. That, that's a, that's I a agree. big win. That's a, I agree. They're this, really good. This, they're, that's a really good team. And Illinois is proving that they belong back in the national conversation. Uh, I would imagine they'll probably be ranked, um, back again. Um, they were already, where were they at in the top close. 20? Where they're were like they 30, at in the poll? Like 34th. Were they like twenty six in the coaches poll? They're twenty six in the coaches. They'll be ranked in the coaches poll. Coaches have been higher well, on Illinois this year than AP has. 
Let me look at the rankings. I'm pretty sure they were 32nd or 34. 32nd oh, yeah, they were lower than I thought. Okay. They only got 13 points last week. Well, I don't know. Some of those teams above them. They they might they might be back in the rank in the top 25 uh, on Monday because this is the last game before then. Um, where do you stand on um, go, Brad and staff going back to the suits? I hate it. I, you, I've texted you this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show. It's ever since COVID, like the one sign that a coach is like cocky and all about themselves is when they would wear a suit when they didn't have to. Like Mike Woodson still wears a suit. There was one more coach. Brad hasn't gone back to a tie. So his, yeah. Some of his assistants have been wearing ties, but Brad has yeah. not gone to a tie. I feel like he's slowly coming back into that. I think they started doing it at the Northwestern game, I believe was the first game they did it. Um, and since then they've, they've gone back. They've, they've dumped the pullovers and polos and they've moved back to the, the jackets. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm team casual. I'm always team casual. I don't want to wear a tie I unless too. I have to. So same. Um, I haven't wore a tie in. Well, I had a couple job interviews that I had to wear a tie. Cronin, yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brian. Cronin does. Mick Cronin, yes. That is the one that I was. Th- that is the exact coach that I was thinking of. Yep. So. Yep. Um, um I feel like I had one other thing that I was going to mention, but I don't know. It's probably not relevant at this point. Do you want to get back to the comments for anything before we shut this? Yeah. Thing last down? call. Last call here. Um, there was one that I wanted to point out. Here we go from Jacek. He's been a. Loyal watcher the last week. Nice we didn't, to see Matt we didn't Myers obviously interview. see the interview. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anything. Um, I turned it off as soon as the buzzer sounded. I turned off my stream. Yeah. It, it <sighs> seemed things seem to be a little more positive now than they were um in, in early mid mid December. Um so good to see that. Um don't know what the cause is. Not gonna point any fingers at anything. Uh there is a link, but you know, whatever. Um <laughs> We're not going to speculate. I'm not going to uh, speculate. And if if Matt if Matthew Meyer is saying positive things, I mean, he was the most vocal about what was happening. So if he's saying positive things now, that I think that means everything's kind of smooth sailing. I did notice tonight that during timeouts, like the bench warmers and the managers put their arms around each other now, and I didn't notice that the first 15 games of the year or 12 games of the year. So. Um, Maybe like things, things might have might have turned around. I like it. Um, I don't know that there's really any other things we need to talk about. I was thinking I had one other thing that I was going to bring up, and it, is I this true? We don't go to uh, we don't go to East Lansing this year. I don't know if we do. Um, let me look. I That's what I was trying to think here. of the next. I mean, Minnesota is. Monday night. No, Michigan State is not on the schedule. Illinois had a pretty easy schedule. Um, yeah, I remember thinking they do, that when they, they do not it, go, Illinois they do not pretty... go to East Lansing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's the only time we see Michigan State. We only see Iowa once. That's um, at Iowa, I think. Or yeah, Iowa once. You see Purdue once. Kind of, you kind of lucked out here. Michigan like, once. You also lost Penn State Northwestern to start the season. So. Yeah. Um, those are, those were games that you kind of wish you had back. Um, but
but either way, if they keep winning, um, things will be okay. Anything else, Craig? Any other thank comments you from for, you? Thank you for everyone for joining. I think this has been our yes. most viewed. I'm looking at the number up here. I think this is our most viewed live postgame show. So thank you for joining. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. We do these. We do a postgame show for pretty much every game. Not all of them are live. Um, but now that we are in Big Ten play, they might be. But um, like and subscribe and hit that little bell so you know when we're going uh, live next time. And we will continue to do it. Spoken like a true YouTuber. The true Content YouTuber creator. that you are. <laughs> Content creator, quote unquote. <laughs> All right, we're going to shut this thing down. Once again, the final from Champaign tonight, Illinois 75, Michigan State 66. What is the record now? Because this doesn't five. get updated. Any. Is it 12 and 5? <clears throat> 12 and 5, 3 and 3. 3 and 3 in the Big Ten. Okay. Yep. Yes. 12 and 5 overall, 3 and 3 in the Big Ten, three wins in a row. Uh, next game, I guess we need to talk about, uh, at Minnesota on Tuesday Monday. or Monday. That's Monday, Monday at 6 PM Eastern time, 5 PM central. So that's an early start, uh, on BTN. Ooh. So Monday, and then I believe Ooh. Thursday, they host Indiana on FS one. I was just nice a post game show, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do one on Monday. So, uh, yeah, our, our post game shows might be a little um, <laughs> scarce the next couple weeks for various reasons. Um, but uh, we we appreciate y'all being here. So when we have them, keep an eye out for them. If we don't have them, it's because we're traveling because we're going to be doing a lot of that here in the next couple weeks. Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow us on all of our social media. He's Craig. I'm Logan. Seventy five sixty six. The final. Good night from South Bend and Craig's location. <laughs> the beach. <laughs> the beach. Peace.